it's going to be quite the search that the Jazz do over the next few weeks. And there are numerous candidates that they have listed down uh, as, as possibilities here. Good morning, and welcome back to The Daily Buzz. I'm Palak Jaiswell, your host for the week. Quinn Snyder, the coach of the Utah Jazz for eight seasons, called it quits yesterday at a news conference. The Jazz are coming off a disappointing postseason, and it looked like something had to give with the team. But Snyder's move was still a bit of a surprise. Here to talk about it is Andy Larson. We had some really big Utah Jazz news come in last night, and here we have Andy Larson to tell us about it. So Andy, tell us what's going on. Yeah, well, uh, yesterday it was reported that Quinn Snyder and, and confirmed that Quinn Snyder was stepping down as head coach of the Utah Jazz, which was quite the surprise. It's actually the fourth longest tenured coach in the NBA with his eight years of time with the Utah Jazz. And so uh, this really represents a new era for the Jazz and kind of starting over as uh, with a new head coach. And um, it was, yeah, it was a, kind of the, it represents the end of that uh, kind of a, a upward swing era for the Jazz with uh, Quinn Snyder at, at the helm. So they had a press conference today, right? What did um, Snyder say at the press conference? Yeah, it was Quinn Snyder uh, and team owner Ryan Smith and team CEO Danny Ainge. And the three of them, uh, it was it was almost kind of reminded me of a funeral a little bit where they were uh, essentially giving Quinn a send off after his eight years in, in charge of the Jazz, kind of explaining, uh, Quinn explained why he uh, felt that it was time for him to go, that the players were not necessarily hearing his voice anymore and, and thought that they needed a new voice in charge and, and that he just thought that it was time that uh, he, he move on. Um, Ryan Smith gave kind of his congratulations and his thank yous to uh, Quinn for uh, his time with the Jazz, as did new CEO Danny Ainge, even though he was hired less than a year ago. Um, and it was also interesting to see the, the Miller organization come by, you know, Gail Miller, uh, Steve Starks, the, the CEO of the Larry H. Miller group of companies, uh, kind of the, some of the people in jazz past when kind of Quinn Snyder first started eight years ago, uh, came by to the press conference as well to say their goodbyes. So it was, it was kind of the, again, kind of a, a formal uh, event, uh, it's, you know, kind of marking the end of an era. Yeah. So did Snyder mention if he is planning on coaching anywhere else next year? Yeah, I asked him about that. And he said that, you know, he was kind of noncommittal about it, that uh, he doesn't have any plans moving forward, that, you know, he kind of was agonizing over this decision uh, in terms of what it meant for him with the Jazz and less about what it would mean for his career and what his possibilities were moving forward. Um, he did not rule out coaching next year. But the truth is there's only one other NBA team with a, with a coaching vacancy right now, and that's the Charlotte Hornets. And he hasn't been named as, as maybe one of those candidates for that job. So what seems most likely right now is that he's going to be taking a year off uh, and seeing what the coaching market is like in, in next year in 2023. And there, there could be some really kind of interesting coaching vacancies like the San Antonio Spurs, which is an organization he's coached with before. Um, or frankly, you know, as anything can happen in the NBA and some other teams could see vacancies as well. So it'll be really interesting to see what Quinn ends up deciding to do. Cool. Do you have any thoughts on who might replace him as the new coach? Yeah, it's going to be quite the search that the Jazz do over the next few weeks. And there are numerous candidates that they have listed down uh, as, as possibilities here. 
Um, you know, there's former uh, jazz assistant coach, uh, Johnny Bryant, who's now the lead assistant coach for the New York Knicks is certainly one of those possibilities. Current jazz lead assistant, Alex Jensen is as well. Uh, Terry Stotts, the former coach of, of Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers is uh, a name frequently mentioned with this job. And then there are a number of kind of other assistants around the league, guys like Charles Lee, Adrian Griffin, Will Hardy with the Boston Celtics in the NBA finals right now. Um, some of these kind of younger assistants growing up, going up who haven't had an NBA head coaching job are all kind of guys that the Jazz are expected to investigate a little bit in order to, to talk to um, and to really kind of understand what they would bring to the coaching position. But it will be a process that takes place over a number of weeks. And uh, the team was pretty clear that they didn't have a deadline in order to get kind of a coach in place that they would take their time on uh, finding the right person rather than trying to make a hire as quickly as possible. Definitely. Okay, Andy, last question for you. With Snyder leaving, do you think Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert will stick around? You know, I think essentially Quinn Snyder uh, leaving doesn't really change that calculus a lot. Um, I think the team still knows that the roster is, is flawed and wants to make significant changes. Everything I'm hearing says that the Jazz really are still pretty committed to Donovan Mitchell um, as, and see him as a, a lead piece moving forward but that they may be more interested in, in trading Rudy Gobert um, and seeing what they can get for him on the trade market, as there are a number of teams that would be interested in the center and, and getting a, a new, obviously, uh, all-NBA caliber center in, in, in Rudy Gobert. Um, Rudy does turn 30 in June and is a one of the most expensive players in the league, so that could be part of that uh, process as well. But, um, you know, I, I don't think it's really Quinn Snyder's departure changes those players uh, you know, mentality, even though there was an ESPN report that said that. And, and it's really kind of more about uh, what makes sense for the overall picture moving forward. Does, you know, can you rebuild or retool around one of Donovan or Rudy and still be a, a playoff team or, or even a, a championship contention team? That's really the job that Danny Ainge and company have in, in store for them moving forward. Awesome. Well, Andy Larson, thank you so much for sharing all the latest jazz news with us, and we'll have to see what happens. You can read more of Andy's jazz coverage on sltrib.com. Next, reporter Dayton Allender gives us an update about a lawsuit over last year's congressional redistricting, which many observers said amounted to a gerrymander in favor of the Utah Republican Party. Hi, my name is Dayton Olander. I'm a newly minted breaking news intern for the Tribune, and I have a follow-up story out today about the congressional redistricting lawsuit that's been in the news since it was filed in March. For those who are unfamiliar with the story, a few stakeholders, including a handful of individual voters, are suing the state legislature, Lieutenant Governor Deidre Henderson, and other state officials for drawing and adopting congressional maps that they say represent an illegal gerrymander. Last month, the legislature's attorneys asked a judge to throw out the lawsuit because they said that the legislature has constitutionally given power over redistricting, and that the judiciary should not interfere. But last Wednesday, the plaintiffs filed their own memorandum that detailed why they believe the lawsuit should go forward. They refuted claims that the legislature has sole power over redistricting, and contended that if redistricting wasn't subject to judicial review, it would leave Utahns in the court system unable to check quote-unquote anti-democratic practices. This is still very much a dynamic story, and we'll have to see what the judge decides to do moving forward. And that's all today for The Daily Buzz. 
A huge shout out to the Salt Lake City band, the Pelicans, for our great music, and to Sage Miller for producing this episode. <laughs>